Okay, so we are in week two of this series called Voices. If you missed week one, you want to go to our website, go to our app, and catch up on that so that you are up to speed on what we began talking about last week that today we're going to pick up on, and not that if you missed, you'll be lost. You won't be lost, but it'll give you a a more full picture. Um, Today we're going to talk about the voices that we hear from other people all around us, and there's a lot of them. I don't know about you, but I get mixed up. I get mixed up sometimes. I hear all these voices from people, even people I love and people who say they love me and people I care about and they care about me and plus all the other people, you know, just randomly saying things and you're trying to put it all together. You get really mixed up and you start to doubt yourself and what you thought you believed and, and I don't know now and this is so confusing, right? And, and, and let me give you an example. This is, this is funny, I know, but it's an example of what happens with more serious things. Like if you try to make sense of all the voices that are coming your way about what is healthy these days and what is not healthy these days in terms of what you should eat and what you shouldn't, you'll lose your mind because they keep changing theirs. I mean, you remember back in the 90s, back in the old days when soy was really hot and, you know, everything was soy, soy everything. You need to eat more soy. Soy is better. Soy, And so, you know, tofu this, tofu that. Yeah, I really didn't get into that. But then they started making weird things out of soy like burgers. And then hot dogs. Whoever invented a soy hot dog should have jail time. That is wrong. That is just not good. You know, and soy, you know. Now, now they've changed their tune. Do you know recently they're telling you not to eat so much soy? Yeah, because it mimics a hormone in your body and can really throw things out of whack and cause long-term issues, even cancer. So for those of you that had soy milk in your cereal, you're welcome. I'm dying. Yeah, you are. And just... <laughs> Freaky stuff, right? Soy milk. Okay, speaking of milk, you remember when we were kids? They want you to drink milk. Drink your milk, drink your milk, drink your milk, drink your milk. They would show pictures of celebrities with milk mustaches, you know, and they would say, milk, it does your body good, right? We all know it. And now they're like, no, 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 no. You should drink almond milk. I didn't even know you could milk an almond. That's crazy. And the people that do, they should be paid a lot of money because you can only milk like two or three of those things before you have a brain aneurysm. You know, oh, you just get a couple drops out of each one. Go home and try it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, Atkins diet, you need to be on the Atkins diet. No, 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 that was wrong. You need to be paleo. Paleo. Oh, I'm an American. Okay, but you need to be paleo, right? And, you know, you don't, don't eat bread, but Jesus is the bread of life. Ignore that. Just don't eat bread, you know. And whole 30 equals half crazy, right? You start trying to put all this together, and then my favorite, the essential oil craze. If they were so essential, how'd we make it this long without them? You ever think about that? Like rub this over here behind your knee and... And all this kind of stuff. Who decided they were so essential? The last time I checked, motor oil was also essential. (laughs) Right? Rub that behind your ear and see if your car runs better. I don't know. It's stupid. It's crazy. And it'll leave you mixed up. You will lose your mind trying to figure out what's healthy and what's not because it keeps changing. Thanks for coming to church. (laughs) Y'all have a nice day. No, can we see that... (laughs) That is an example of what happens in our minds with much more serious things. Now, I know good health is serious. Those of you that are health nuts, you're like, you shouldn't make fun of that kind of stuff. Well, you should take yourself less and more serious. You know, not as serious. So, you know, we're good. 
but with serious stuff. Like, what do I believe? What do I believe? I mean, I thought I always believed this, and now I hear this from the media and this from that person in Hollywood and heard this in the song and, and, and this and, and, and that you know, movie, and then my friends are saying this, and my husband's saying this, and my mother-in-law is saying this, and my friends are saying, and I, it's just conflicting. I, I don't know anymore. You ever got to a point where you start to doubt what you thought you thought was true, what you thought was good, what you thought was bad, what you thought made sense, and now it doesn't make sense anymore? <laughs> That's why we need a filter. That's why we got to figure this out, figure out what to do with the voices that are in our head. And that's why you need to listen. Because you know what happens? We end up, we end up embracing things without thinking about them. Because it just gets so exhausting. We just start, okay, I'll go with that. Okay, I'll believe that. Okay, I'll try that. And we don't really think this stuff through. Now today, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. My goal is to try to help you know how to think. And that's a difference. And that's why we're doing this series. I'm not trying to tell you what to think. It's none of my business. But how you think is what we can help you with because when you understand how to think, it affects what you end up thinking. And the outside voices in our minds are so confusing coming from other people. And this is good. This is, this is so important for you if you're a Christian or if you're not a Christian doesn't matter where you are on the spiritual spectrum of things. Maybe you don't know anything about God or maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time. We all need this. But I will say this, and I'm always careful not to, you know, point people out or put people in categories, but I got to be honest. When, when it's time to do it, it, it's time. And this is one of those times. This is one of those things where Christians have a distinct advantage. And, and hold that, Okay. Because I, I don't mean to make everybody else feel like they're on the outside looking in, but you're missing out on a very important part of trying to figure out what these voices mean and what it's all about. And we'll get to that towards the end. So just kind of file that away for now. These, these other voices in our minds are so important, but you got to be careful because they influence us and they inform us. All these voices, they influence us more than we think, more than we care to admit. They influence our thinking, which means they influence our decisions, which means they influence our lives. And they inform us. And that can be scary because here's the deal. Whether you realize it or not, you don't know everything you need to know. You don't. And there are other people who know some things that you don't know that you desperately need to know that you need them to tell you. But here's the tension. What other people say is not infallible. In other words, sometimes people are wrong. So what do you do? Sometimes people are misleading, sometimes intentionally, other times unintentionally. So it just adds to the craziness. All these voices influence us. All these voices from friends, from family, from strangers, they influence us and they inform us. So we have to have a filter and last week, we talked about how every voice that you hear, every voice that's coming at you comes from one or two voices and will lead you back to that one or that second voice. And here's what we mean by that. If you were here last week, you got this. If not, here's a, here's a quick synopsis. Every voice you hear in your life comes from one or two voices, ultimately, Either the voice of God, the voice of good, or the voice of Satan, the voice of evil. Every voice originated from one of those two places and eventually will lead you back to one of those two places. And that'll make more sense to you if you go back and catch up last week. But with that in mind, 
then we need to start thinking about the predominant voices in our lives and ask, where's that voice coming from and where's it going? Whose voice is their voice representing in my life? Whose voice is this voice representing in my life? So it's got to make you think about the voice of your spouse, your children, your parents, your friends, your boss, your employees, the music industry, the entertainment industry, the voices that we hear, whose big voice is this little voice representing? Where is it coming from and where is it going? Because see, it's real easy for a lot of people to say, well, I'm sure I can believe anything they say. They're a Christian. Oh, I'm sure it's good because they're a Christian. They go to church and I'm sure their opinion is trustworthy. I'm sure I'll just go with them. They're a Jesus person. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we could just assume that, but here's a sad reality. That God's people don't always reflect God's voice. And that's troubling because I'm God's people and you're listening to me right now. <laughs> Not only me, me. And that doesn't mean me, right? God's people don't always reflect God's voices. Children's voices don't always reflect parental values. Boy, isn't that the truth, right? I can remember back... Um, when our oldest daughter, Morgan, was almost four, she's almost, so three, almost four, and Donna, my wife, was expecting um, Maggie, our youngest daughter, and, you know, she was great, greater with child, great enough with child that you could look at her and go, oh, you're having a baby. And so, which is fascinating, you teach your, your child, you know, mom's got a baby in her tummy, and that's fascinating, and, and so, you know, through the eyes of a child, Morgan goes to church the next week, and Walks up to a lady that she thinks might be having a child and pats her belly and says, and when is your baby coming? And she wasn't pregnant. Oh, yeah, you feel that moment? As parents, we just like, oh, right along then. Let's just go sing songs about Jesus. You know, come on, come on, come on, come on. The voice of children do not always reflect parental values, <laughs> right? And God must cringe from time to time when he hears the things that his kids are saying to each other. So we have to have a filter. We have to have a filter. I mean, if you can't always trust what someone says, even if they call themselves a Christian, what about those who don't call themselves Christians and don't care? We gotta have a filter by which to figure out where this voice, these voices are coming from and where they're going because they influence us and they inform us. This is why last week we introduced you to this filter. Is this voice life-giving or life-taking? Is it life-giving or life-taking? Because the voice of God, the voice of good, gives life. The voice of Satan, the voice of evil, destroys life and drains life. And it's so important that you and I be able to know how to identify. And so what I wanna do is, is take this filter and give it a little bit more definition today. And we're gonna talk about in the next few minutes, how to know if the voices that are coming to us from other people are life-giving or not. I want to start by taking you to the Old Testament, to ancient Israel, to something that King Solomon told his children and all of his wisdom that God has given him. He shared a lot of very wise things with his children and recorded them so that we can learn from them as well. And he talked a lot about what you're listening to and how you process these things and how to choose wisely. Talked a lot about wisdom. Matter of fact, that's what he's known for. And in the writings of Solomon, we find these things. 
Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. I love that. You see that action point? Tune your ears, which means we can. You and I are not relegated to just be casual listeners. In fact, if you are a casual listener, you're going to be in a lot of mess. No wonder you're going no wonder you're confused. You're going to be so mixed up if you are a casual listener to all the voices that are coming your way. No, you got to tune in. You have to tune your ears to things that are wise, which means if you're tuning in certain things, you have to tune out certain things. And concentrate means you have a choice. You can concentrate. You don't have to just take everything you hear. We'll talk about this next week. You are not a victim of what's going on in your head. You have a choice, and you can concentrate on understanding whether or not these voices you're tuned into are the right voices or not. And then he gives it a little bit more. He gets, then, then you will understand what is right and just and fair. You know, when you tune in and when you concentrate on understanding what these voices are, then you will understand what is right and just and fair, and you will find the right way to go. And isn't that what we want? Isn't that what I want and you want? Isn't that why a lot of you are here? This is why you're tuning in online. Maybe you're just, I'm just trying to figure out what the right thing is. I'm so mixed up. I'm so confused. I just want to do the right thing. How many times do we find ourselves saying that? I just want to know what the right thing is to think. I want to know what the right thing is to say. I just want to do the right thing. That's a great thing. And so we get that way, and God leads us down that path, as we tune our ears into wisdom and we be careful what we concentrate on. And I love this last part. He says, wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. And don't we live in a day where words get twisted all the stinking time? Matter of fact, you don't even really know which end is up. They get so twisted. What, what will help you sort that out? What helps you sort out the twisting of words? is tuning in and concentrating. And you got to think. You have to think. You can't be a casual listener. you got to think. Not easy, but it's worth it. And let me take you to the New Testament. In the New Testament, Paul writes something very similar, but he kind of shortens it, kind of summarizes it, to a group of Christ followers in Thessalonica when he tells them this. This is powerful. Look at this. Paul says, test everything that is said, everything, and hold on to what is good. Test everything. Take everything you hear and run it through a filter and hold on to what's good, which means if you're going to hold on to certain things, there are certain things that come through that filter that don't need to make it through and you need to let them go. Certain things you hold on to, certain things you just let go. Certain things you keep and concentrate on and tune into and some things you tune out and say, nope, I am not going to spend my time thinking about that. I am not going to spend my time listening to that. And so you test everything, and you hold on to what is good. You have a choice, which brings us back around to this, is it life-giving or life-taking? Let me, let me give this some more definition. As we're trying to listen to all the voices that are coming in from all these different places, let me, let me put it to you like this. This helps me. Maybe this will help you. Trying to think, is this life-giving or life-taking? Life-giving, life-taking. What makes this so challenging is that all of the voices we hear tend to come from and sometimes fall into extremes. Extremes, right? I mean, it's just, and I know there's some exceptions, but there's just two major extremes out there, especially. 
as, as followers of Jesus are concerned, where makes this so challenging to figure out. Should I listen to this voice or not? Is this voice a healthy voice or not? Is this voice, where's this coming from? Where's it going? Is this God's voice or is this Satan's voice? Is this good? Is this evil? How do I know? Let me explain. Two extremes. On, on one side, you've got people that are all about love. And when you hear their voice, it's because, oh, and we got to love and we have to love and we have to love and it's just all about love. And on the opposite side, you have people that are all about truth. They're all about truth. Oh, yeah, it's just got to be right. They, they care about the rules. They want the policies. They want the principles. And we got to be a stickler now. We got we to get this right. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself being pulled into one of these two extremes when it comes to trying to sort out all of the voices. Now, hang with me. You got people over here that look at life and they see what happens in the world and they're just concerned with us getting along. Just, just, can we not just get along? Let's just accept everybody just the way they are. Let's just get along. Let's agree. Let's just be nice. Let's just be nice. Can we just be nice? Why can't we just be nice? We just need to be nicer. And there's nothing wrong with being nice. It's nice to be nice. And so you listen to that and you find yourself going, yeah, I think they're right. I think they're right. I think that's exactly what I need to do. There's so much, you know, it's, so, so they have a good point. But at the same time, you got people over here that are saying, all those people do is they just want to feel good. They just want the warm fuzzies. They don't want to talk about what's right. And what about truth? What about rules? What about policy? What about procedures? What about the principles of life? And these people over here get to talking and you go, well, yeah. Well, yeah, they're right too. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can't. Certain things are right and certain things are wrong. I mean, we can't do nothing about that. And so you got people over here that are looking at the people over here and they're going, they're just way too soft. They're just way too soft. All I want to do is talk about love. All I want to do is talk about love. And you got people over here, they're trying to be loving. They're looking at people over here going, they're jerks. They're so insensitive. You know, and here's what makes it even more difficult. The people over here are going like Jesus is on our side. God is love. Jesus is all about love. Jesus is all about love. And you know, and... They got a point. But then you got people over here and it says, no, Jesus is about the truth. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, and they just come. I mean, they just back and forth, back and forth. What do you do? You lose your mind if you're not careful. It just goes crazy. And, and what's, what's interesting, we wish we had more, I wish I had more time. We'll come back to this another time because this, this is so where we live. Truth is, Everyone, every single one of us here, especially followers of Jesus, have a tendency to fall towards one of these two extremes. And it's different for everybody. Some of you are like the love. Yeah, love, 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 love. And some of you are like, true, 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 true. You know? What was Jesus? Do you know that the way of Jesus was the perfect balance between the two? Jesus was about loving truth. Or you could say he was about truth-filled love. You can say it either way. But Jesus was the perfect balance. And you're like, well, that's Jesus. I know, but you can't dismiss that because Jesus says, I want you to treat each other the way I have treated you, the way you've seen me treat people, this balance of loving truth, that's how you need to treat people. And the way I process the world is the way you need to process the world. You need to follow my example. So when you're dealing with all of the voices Love, love, love. No, truth, truth, truth. You find yourself kind of stuck in the middle, but the good news is somewhere in the middle is where you want to be. Learning what it means to be loving and truthful. 
which brings us to, here's the filter. If we're going to define what a life-giving voice is, is it a loving voice and is it a truthful voice? Because life-giving voices are loving and life-giving voices are truthful. They are not one over the other, they are both. If they are loving and not truthful, they leave you with a good feeling but no substance. If they're truthful but not loving, they leave you with no heart and like, do you have any feelings and do you care? And so that's why you gotta have both. Following the example of Jesus, a life-giving voice is both a loving voice and a truthful voice. And that's not easy. And so when you're hearing these voices and they seem to be coming from different extremes and you're trying to make sense out of what your husband is saying, your wife is saying, your, your family is saying, your boss is saying, your friends are saying, you're hearing in culture, you're hearing it on the news and all this kind of stuff. You, okay, is this loving? Is this truthful? Is this loving? Is this truthful? Think about those predominant voices. Let's talk about this first part. Is it loving? You think that would be an easy one, right? You think it would be easy to decide whether or not a voice was loving or not. And I wish I could give you a real simple formula to guarantee you every single time, but I can't. You're going to have to think about it. You're going to have to test everything and hold on to the voices that are loving, right? You're going to have to run it through a filter because here's the tricky thing. Not everything that sounds loving is, and not everything that sounds unloving is. Sometimes loving voices come from surprising places and unloving voices come from surprising places. You got to think about the origin of the voice and the ending. What's the intent? What's the outcome? Where is it from and where is it going? Where is it going to lead me? Let me give you just a a real quick little easy example. If you're a six-year-old boy and you're playing in the middle of the street, having a great time, and from the front yard, the front door opens up and this voice Stop playing in the road. You're going to get yourself killed. Beep, beep, beep. Get I told you many times, you know, and you're just like nails on the chalkboard to a six-year-old little boy. And mom's just, she's not trying to be diplomatic. She's not trying to be, you know, just take it all in good time. Don't want to alarm him. I want to get his little butt out of the road before I have to go pick it up in pieces. Now, if you're the six-year-old boy, what is up with mom? That is so unloving. Mom needs Jesus. I'm just playing. Can a guy play? The road is flat. The cars roll better, better, you know, the ball rolls, bounces. But you and I both know that mom is in a state of alarm out of love because of her love. Even in a defensive mother bear, get out of my way kind of love. Didn't feel very loving, but it was loving. On the flip side, if I were to look to you and say, you know what, forget all this health stuff. Eat whatever you want, as much as you want, as long as you want. If it tastes good, eat it and eat it till you don't want to eat it anymore. Don't pay attention to any health rules. You do whatever you want to do. Whatever feels good, you eat that. Now, doesn't that sound loving? Love me, man. Man, if that's loving, bring it on, right? But you know, the truth is, if you really care about someone, you wouldn't tell them that. It's kind of an unloving thing to tell somebody because if they live that out, they're going to be really unhealthy and they're going to get sick and they'll die sooner than they should. Do you see that? 
See, not everything that sounds loving is, not everything that sounds unloving is. So I wish I could give you a quick, nice, little, easy formula, but you're going to have to think about it. You're going to have to run it through a filter, and you're going to have to focus. You're going to have to concentrate and tune in, and don't just casually listen, and listen to the voices in your life. You're going to have to think, is this loving? Is this loving? Is this loving? Is this a loving thing to say? Or what they're asking me to do, is that a loving thing? Is it coming from a loving place? Secondly, is it truthful? Because it's got to be both. It can't be one or the other. Is it truthful? Is it truthful? Not everything that's true sounds good and feels good. Sometimes the things that are most true are the hardest to hear. But they're true, and you need them, and I need them. Is it truthful? See, we're, we're, we're really quick to dismiss things we don't want to hear because we don't like them. Right? Well, I ain't listening to that. And the truth is, the reason you don't want to listen to it because it's not what you want to hear. Isn't it interesting how we like to surround ourselves with the voices that we already agree and we assume already agree with us, so there's no confrontation. See, sometimes the voice that's coming from a place of truth is very difficult and very challenging, but it's exactly what you need. The challenge for us is that in our culture, truth is all mixed up, isn't it? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed how subjective truth has become? And people are spending all their time talking about, and here's the phrase, my truth, my truth, my truth, my truth. I have my truth, you have your truth. And you'll hear somebody, you know, from the, from the media or somebody in the entertainment industry, they'll, they'll quote them in an in a article, they'll say, you know what, I was just trying to find my truth. And everybody will applaud. That sounds so good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, truth. Your truth, my truth. And then somebody will do something harebrained stupid, and, and just about the time everybody goes, <gasps> they go, well, that's my truth. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, that's their truth, right? And so I've got mine, and you've got yours, and they've got theirs, and everybody has their truth. Here's the problem. By definition, there is not my truth and your truth. There is just the truth. By definition, that's what makes something true, is that it is either true or it isn't. Can you imagine what the world would be like? And in fact, the reason the world is the way it is in many respects is because we think truth is as individual as individuals. What a mess. What if my truth is, if you frustrate me, I can punch you in the throat. It's my truth. My truth. You can't do that well. It's my truth. What if my truth disagrees with your truth? and your truth disagrees with their truth, and none of our truths line up, aren't we going to be in a mess? Well, that's where we are. Here's the truth. It's not about my truth and your truth. It's about the truth. So how do you know what the truth is? I'm so glad you asked. That's why God has given us his word. So we know what the truth is. And any voice that contradicts God's voice is the wrong voice because it's not a truthful voice. And if it's not truthful, it's not loving either. And so I know we get into all these discussions, and I wish I could make it real neat, simple, and easy for you. It is pretty simple to say, if this voice doesn't fall in line with what God's voice has already said in his word, you can disregard it. That's pretty simple, but I know sometimes it's even challenging to figure all that out. But here's the filter. Is it loving? Is it truthful? Is it loving? Is it truthful? Time and time again. Now, Christians, remember I told you at the very beginning, you have a distinct advantage, Here's your advantage. And here's why, if you're not a follower of Jesus, here, here's just one of the small reasons why 
it ought to interest you now more than ever. Is that Jesus told his followers, and John recorded it in John chapter 16, that he would put his spirit within them and the spirit of Jesus would guide them into truth. That the spirit of Jesus would guide them towards truth and help them decide what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is not. And in a way that falls in line with what Jesus taught, that falls into line with God's word. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the spirit of God within you to help you sort this out. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, you're missing out on the help of God to figure this out. Is it loving? Is it truthful? Is it loving? Is it truthful? All right, for the last few minutes, we're together. Let's try this out. Is it a life-giving voice? I don't know. Is it loving? Is it truthful? I mean, this is what they're saying. This is what I'm hearing. And they love me, and I love them, and they care about me, I care about them, and it's my boss, it's my employees, it's my friend, it's, you know, or this complete stranger. I'm just trying to sort it all out. When you hear things like these things and other things, this filter helps. For instance, when you hear the voice that says, why can't you do anything right? You always screw things up. You never, you always. Okay, is that a loving voice? Is that a truthful voice? No, no, that's not a life-giving voice. That's one of those voices you let go of. You don't hold on to that, you let it go. When you hear voices that says, you know what, you're under stress, you, you're under such, a, whew, such pressure, you need to relieve a little stress, you need to decompress. But you know what, you need to do what you have to do. One time won't hurt, I know some people say it's a problem, I'm sure, I'm sure you got a handle on it, one time won't hurt you. You know what? A few times, no big deal. Whatever can help you decompress, whatever helps you relieve stress. I know people frown on it, but you know what? It's none of their business. You do what you need to do to feel better. Is that a loving voice? Is that a truthful voice? Even if it leads you down, and I know you don't have a problem and I know you're not addicted, but if it leads you down the path of behavior that can be addictive, is that a loving voice? And is that the truth? Voices that say, you know what, you deserve it. Buy it. Everybody's got one. You're probably the only guy that doesn't have one of these. You're the only girl that's not wearing this. You're, you're the only family on the block. You guys don't have this. And I know you're in debt, but everybody's in debt. Who's not? And what's a little debt? I mean, we're already in debt up to here. What's this? You know, it's just a little bit more, right? I mean, plus, you know, life, you enjoy life along the way. It's only a... Yeah, 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 the debt thing, but hey, 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 just right now, don't worry about all that. Is that a loving voice? Is that a truthful voice? I mean, if you take that to its end, what do you think? A voice that says, oh, it'll be okay, God understands your situation. Yeah, 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 I know in the Bible God says, and yeah, yeah, I know in the Bible Jesus said, but that's an old, old, old book, and that's so long ago, and, and so outdated, and in today's time, that just doesn't work. And so I get all that, and it's great that you care about this Bible stuff, but God will understand. Listen, God understands the situation. He understands your, you, what you're going through, okay? So I'm, I'm sure God is, is going to understand. You, you go ahead and do what you need to do. I know that's what the Bible says. 
Is that a loving voice? Is that a truthful voice? I think not. The voice that says, well, <laughs> I mean, it's just sex. You love each other, right? I mean, it's just sex. It's just sex. It, and you love each other and you're getting married. Or you love each other. It's not technically sex anyway. Not technically. Is that a loving voice? Feels loving, doesn't it? It feel, feels, feels very loving. But if you draw a line all the way to where that leads and all the way to the end, I can show you time and time and time again how that's not a really loving thing. And it's, not, and it's not honoring to the truth that God has taught us about how relationships were designed by him to operate in a way that's healthful. When you hear the voice that says, he ain't never going to change, divorce him. When you hear a voice that says, girl, dude, listen, you've put up with enough, man. Cut your losses and just file for divorce. Is that a loving voice? Truthfully loving? Is it filled with truth? Mm. Or the voice that says, you know what? You do whatever you have to do and don't worry about them. This is your life. Ain't none of their business. If they don't like it, they don't like it. Don't worry about them. Don't, don't think about anybody else. You just think about you and you do your thing, man. You just live for you. Boy, that feels right. That feels like that touches something within me that makes me want to go, yeah, right? Except for this thing that we spent all summer talking about, how God said, I want you to care about one another. And your life affects their life, and their life affects your life. And so you don't live isolated from other people. You've got to consider how this affects other people around you. You see? Is it loving? Is it truthful? Now, this is really messy. I wish I could make it real clean and easy. But it's a filter that will help you figure out where this voice is coming from and where it's going and find that balance of living in that loving truthfulness, that truthful lovingness. It's the best place to be. Let me pray for you. Our Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for clearing up some very confusing things for us. And even though still it's not easy, we have to think. May we tune into wisdom, concentrate on understanding, test everything that's said, and hold on to what is good. And may we follow your example of embracing the things that are both loving and truthful, even if they're not easy to hear, even when they challenge us. And may we reject and redirect the things that are only one and especially when they're neither. Because we want to pay attention to what we're listening to and how it affects us. May we not be casual listeners, but be very careful to be guided by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.